Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event for her, by her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses, employment, and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. I think with all these transitions going on lately, we've really kind of had to and needed to do some reflection on our past because I think it's important as we move forward to figure out what we want, Yeah, that it's important to figure out where we've been. And so we decided to share some things you probably didn't know about us starting our business. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Emily. Secrets. Secrets. I'm just having a hard time coming up with all of mine, but you start. Sure. I think the one that sticks out for me the most is when we were first starting. First of all, you probably didn't know I had a crush on Emily. (laughs) It wasn't that I didn't have a desire to run a business with her, but I legitimately thought she was like the cutest girl. (laughs) And like, not in a weird way. Just like, I just wanted to be more like Emily. Basically. <laughs> Followed her and all the places. I had no idea we would ever be friends. And I had definitely no idea we'd ever run a business together. But when we did start our business, I think the first thing you guys may or may not know is that I always thought that forever until eternity, we would run a service-based business. Because we started in branding and marketing and web design. And I think a lot of people probably thought that our plan was always to go on and teach. But at least for me, my plan was to just make money and work from home. And we were doing a pretty good job at it. And so I just thought we would keep doing what we were doing. And And I came in and was like, nah. (laughs) And like maybe turn it into an agency at some point. Because I never thought I was going to like design forever. But I definitely didn't think I would completely change my business model. Okay. So one of mine is just a funny tidbit. I think it goes to my belief that you do not have to have all of the perfect tools to get started. All the best equipment. You don't need literally anything. So I started as a photographer. And I was still doing photography when Abby and I met. And that's what I continue to do in our business. I did not buy a DSLR camera until like right after I met Abby. So everything I was shooting on prior was not a full frame camera. 
So if you guys are familiar with the camera world, there's crop sensors. So there's point and shoots, right? Um, yeah. Which have gotten significantly better than even what they were five, eight years ago. And then there are SLR cameras, and then there are digital SLR cameras. And so they're full frame and crop frame. And that basically is just like the amount literally of the mirrored frame of what your image can capture. So the higher quality cameras can shoot like a larger format of your photo. So therefore you can have more control over the lighting and et cetera. But they're also a lot more expensive. And so I literally shot for the first four to five years of my photography business on a kit camera that you can get from fucking Sam's Club. And it's the body and the lens and another lens. You get like, I think they included a 50 and then a 70. So like what they call a telephoto lens, which is not that, uh, like a zoom lens and then a, a shorter crop lens. Yeah, that's what I shot with for a really long time. And it wasn't until I was like, okay, I need the control and I know how to use it now of lighting and all that stuff that a full frame camera makes sense. Yeah. Well, speaking of like not really having the tools or whatever, I don't know, maybe there's not a connection there, but I didn't think I was good enough to be a designer. I legitimately didn't think I was very good at my job. And when I was in school, I 100% did not think I was up to par with the rest of the people I was in school with. Not grade-wise, like I kept up and whatever. But when I looked at other people, I was like, they're going to be successful. And so out of a place of fear in all of my jobs leading up to owning my own business, I attempted to be more of a director in any way possible, be in charge of other people that were doing the creative work. Not that I wasn't creative and not that I wasn't doing design work, but if I could give feedback, I felt I was better at that than actually doing the creative aspects. And so I ran with it and <laughs> I faked it till I made it for a lot of things. And it probably wasn't until right before we <laughs> gave up that you're like, oh, I feel good at this. I actually thought I was decent, which yeah. meant I had been doing design for five or six years professionally at that point and had been in school for it for another three or four years. And I actually started learning design in high school because I was on the yearbook staff. And that's where I kind of fell in love with like all the Adobe suite products and stuff. I mean, they were very new then and had very minimal capabilities. Yeah, but yeah. That's kind of when I started. So I mean, a good portion of my life, I thought I was no good at what I did for a living. Oh, 100%. I thought I was a second rate photographer through and through, even by the time we hung up our hats or I was like, Oh, thank God I don't have to do that anymore because I was garbage. <laughs> like truly, that's how I felt. Because going into my next secret secret, I think this is why this is where that fear lived. So I went to school for art. I have a degree in photography and I started training in photography when I was very young, even before high school. I have an uncle who is a professional photographer, has shot for like Nat Geo and other publications and stuff. And we would just nerd out over photography for the longest. My high school was one of the very few that had a dark room inside our photography studio. And so was my college. That's how old I am, guys. I was the very last. So they ripped out the dark room the year after I graduated high school. 
And then they took the dark room out a year before I left college. So what that means is that I am 100% trained by professionals and professors and other trained people in the dark room. I am 100% self-taught in digital. And so I think going into this as a career, like I literally had a dream as a little girl to have a dark room in my room, in my house. Like that's what I wanted so badly. I can develop film like nobody's business, but that's just not what we do anymore, (laughs) especially in this type of industry. Like I wouldn't even use film for what we do now or what we did. But that meant like I was taking classes online or learning from others or like reading my manual and really trying to understand how to translate my film knowledge to digital. And I think a lot of my self-doubt came because I'm self-taught in that area. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out the job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't disagree that I think that can lead to a lot of issues. I mean, because I was... In the same era, I was on the back end of digital design had just yep. come out. Yeah. Up until pretty much when I started college, even professionals were still using a paintbrush and cutting paper out and well, using glue. And so my family owns a print shop and my dad was in the printing industry for decades. I grew up literally sitting on the large, large tables in the print shop, taking like individual letters and like mapping out stuff for banners and posters and whatever, because that's how we worked. And like just doing so much by hand that that was my world. That's what I knew. Yeah, I remember crashing my computer because I had a one gig file. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, <laughs> everything's a gig. I know, I know. The smell of a print shop is like imprinted in my skin. Oh, and paper. Mm. Oh. Mm, mm. Bring them back. What is paper? <laughs> I don't know. I and I I feel like I was a little bit lucky because I was trained digitally, but it was so new that there wasn't really good education no. for it yet. I had a semester class trained in Photoshop in high school from someone who was just figuring out how to open Photoshop. You know what I mean? We had InDesign in the newspaper room because I was on the newspaper staff and I, I could lay out in InDesign like nobody's business, but editing is entirely different. I still don't know Photoshop to this day for editing. I use Lightroom. I, I mean, that's how I learned how to edit, but it's a way slower process. I mean, you can do a lot more meticulous edits than you can in Lightroom, but it's not a batch editor by any means. I mean, one of my first jobs out of college, I cut photos out, not by hand, but like digitally to cut the background out and then like applied these filters to make them look like more masculine. And they were agricultural machines like diggers and things. <laughs> but I think my next thing you might find interesting is for a long time, I had no desire to not only work with anyone else, but like even when I was working with Emily, I never wanted a team. I didn't want that big a business. Like that wasn't a thing I wanted or had a desire to build, which now seems weird. Where do you think that came from back then? I think it probably was because up until that point, all my experiences with working in a team were pretty politically charged and in some cases involved manipulation and in some cases some very inappropriate sexual behavior and probably some laws being broken. And so other than my experience at the university, I mean, that was a very positive team experience, but I didn't want to live and work in a small town. And so I thought if you worked in a big city and you worked for a place that a lot of people worked, that it was just naturally going to be corrupt, which looking back, 
I will say, I think some of it was coming from like a naive place. And also like startups were not a thing then. Startups being such a big deal now where team culture is such a big part of a lot of small companies, even small companies that are multi-million, millions of dollars, like still attribute to that team culture. I think a lot of people are more mindful about what that is now and to be to have a healthy version of that. Yeah. Now I believe that you can definitely have a team and have it be amazing and they can work together and it doesn't have to be backed with all of this pressure to climb the ladder and like, it doesn't have to be like that. But I think that was probably why my desire was to stay small. Yeah. Well, mine kind of goes along that lines. And I know you agree with me when I say this, so people will not be shocked. I'm not hurting her feelings. I never, ever wanted a business partner. Ever. Even when we first started like collaborating, I never in a million years would be like, oh, just down the line, <laughs> we're, we're going to be more married than anyone I've ever been married to. Like it was just not a thing. It didn't have anything to do with us or even what we were building, but it was just like, I think for the first time, I had kind of grasped onto something that was working. And I had finally figured out a groove with my photo business. And, and was I still figuring stuff out? Of course. Like, learned so much when we first started getting together and definitely landing like bigger clients than I would have ever landed on my own. But I just had this like, it'll be fine. But for some reason, we both ignored our (laughs) instincts on that one. I still think it was because I didn't want to compete with you. Like, I know that's why. Because I was like, I like this girl and I don't want to... And at the time, I didn't have a good example of businesses that collaborated and got along and shared the same audience and sold the same things and like always hunky-dory. At the time, my, I just thought you had to be competitors. And so like, I didn't know there was a version of being an ally and a friend and a peer. I mean, I would definitely suggest going that route, but I just didn't even think that was possible. And at the time, our vision for the future was so similar. And we had this desire to like constantly talk to each other about it that I felt like at some point, someone was totally not on purpose going to end up swiping the other person's idea. And then there would have been like this big fallout and it would have been a thing. And just so you know, you never want to be on Emily's bad side. Oh, girl. (laughs) Someone sent me this meme the other day that said, so, you know, I'm all into Enneagrams or but it was I, I think it was actually for INFJs, but I don't think this is true for you. But it said something like when you piss off an INFJ, they'll not just forget you, you'll be nothing to them or something like this. Or it was just like super like, you'll be nobody, you'll be nothing. No, I don't really have that feeling about people. (laughs) I mean, I guess some people. It's interesting because I don't have a great memory either, but I don't make up lies about my past. I I just straight up don't remember parts of my life. My husband will mention something and I'd be like, who are you talking about? What? I'd be like, you (laughs) dated them. And I was like, no, I didn't. (laughs) That didn't happen. (laughs) So maybe I do block them out and don't even realize it. Yeah. (laughs) My last one to kind of share, and I think it just goes to show you that you never really know your own path until you're like on the other side of it. And that's fine. I think you can paint a vision of your future as much as you want, but being willing to change it and being willing to kind of go at the whim of the wind, I suppose. I thought without a shadow of a doubt that we would work locally 
that we would have a physical space that clients came into, that we would have a studio that we shot all our photography in, that we would have an office that we both went to, that we always worked in together without a shadow of a doubt. Especially like when I moved here, it was like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to be there and we can find somewhere like halfway in between both of us and figure it out. I even looked at property and stuff. Like I didn't go, we never were like toured any, but I was constantly checking around. And if I was like in a location and I saw like a for lease sign up, I would go look in the window because I always thought we would have a space. I kind of remember it as like when I moved here, well, we were doing less and less client well, for work, sure. and especially at that point. But still, there was a point where I was doing all of our photos for our feed and for our products and stuff. But it just got like dwindled down to where we would go do a session with a photographer. So we wouldn't need that many flat lays or we would do this. So we wouldn't need that. So it just got to be less and less space in my office that I needed to dedicate to photos, which meant we don't need to find that space somewhere else. And I think we realized even after I moved, that we both still worked so well independently that we didn't really need that space. Right. I don't regret not having it. I still occasionally lust over other people that have a space. Oh, I know. Because it's pretty and they can shoot photos there and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I do like the ability of shooting photos, but I also like the ability of not having to leave my house. I already have to leave to take my daughter and pick her up every day. And I'm like, why? Is there a bus? Well, I hope that was interesting for you guys. I'm sure there's more. I still couldn't think of a fourth one. So we're just going to leave you with that. Those are a couple of little hidden sneaky sneaks from when we first started. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com.